0: Science. And for that reason, therefore, it is important for you to know science declared, science predicted drought. Science predicted drought. The meteorological department of their day talked about how we will have cloudless skies. There was no cloud, the sky was blue. They warned of people of impending danger and famine, ravaging famine that is going to sweep across the whatever. Their formulas were right. According to the word of God, they predicted and they showed that they'll be suffering because of drought. But they did know the drought was the word of the Lord and the same word of the Lord came came with provision. There is provision for you, my brother. Hear me, there is provision for you, my sister. There is provision. I, Bishop, did you just castigate and downplay the importance of science? No. I say th- the only problem I have with those scientists when they speak is because they, don't, they have not heard that from the Lord himself, the God who created humanity. They have not subjected that word that that that, that finding, that scientific formula, to the god who haunts the people, they are predicting their death. If I were them, I would finish by saying, "This is what our scientific formulas have shown, and they are predicted." But there's a God in heaven who changes things. I would have that statement. I would say there's a God in heaven who changes things, who determines what happens to this world because he's in charge. But they don't know how to go that far. So I take you that far today. He tells Elijah, there's drought. It will affect you. There's COVID-19. It's ravaging people. But he said, but I have made provision for you. There's a river that... Is ready to give you water he says therefore to find that river go eastward today it's important for you to know your faith is built on what i thank god for a song that i love so much and it's sung. we have sung i'm not the one who wrote it i found it when i grew up i found it when i went to church and it's still sang globally on the so on christ the solid rock i stand on Christ, the phrase goes like this: On Christ, the solid rock I stand. It comes to the phrase after the first stanza that goes like this: "My hope is built on nothing less.. It says, my hope, I like that song, I love that song, and I recommend it to you today. Sing it with your children, if you have children around you. Sing it with your husband, if you have no children. Sing it alone, if you are single. It begins by saying, my hope is built on nothing less. What a statement. Than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. The second part says I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. For on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. How do you stand on Christ the solid rock with all this information? with all this negative information that you are hearing, when you are bombarded by all these scientific formulas and warnings and everything, how do you find room to stand on Christ, the solid rock? Find it, my brother, find that rock and stand on it because you cannot you cross, cannot you cannot sink on a rock. You cannot sink on a rock. You cannot sink, and I cannot sink on a rock. And you can never break God's promises by leaning on them, I repeat. You cannot break God's promises by leaning on them. He was told if you go eastward, you'll find provision. Today, I also want to tell every one of you, each one of you, including me, myself and I, that is preaching. I want to say if you follow the direction of the Lord, if you stand on God's side, your life will be preserved. I tell you this, and I repeat what I said, the fact that Judas Iscariot chose to betray Christ does not mean that we shut down the ministry. It continued. The word of the Lord comes to you in the name of the Lord. And he says, I have a river for you to drink from. I have a river. Go to the brook of Kerith and drink from the river, from its waters. That river could be a job that you have had since you left school. That river could be a business that you have depended on Over the years. That river could be a husband that you have counted on and depended on for years. That could be a wife who feeds you because you are jobless or you are not healthy or you could be sick or incapacitated. That could be money that you have saved That could be a brother, or a sister, or a certain family, or an uncle, a relative who is in high places. If he's not the president, he's the vice president. And you have depended on their position to survive, to walk tall and your shoulders high. I wish I can take my shoulders high. And you don't fear nothing because you are an uncle. Your uncle is the president. He's the chairman of a big corporation. He is Bill Gates. Or oh, he is the prime minister. Then you wake up one day and find the normal. That river could be a farm that you have depended on because it produces great, it yields for you. That river could be your health, your physical health, your mental health, your psychological health, your emotional health. And so many other things that I don't have time to help you understand what that river could be. What that river could be. It could be so many things. But I want you to look at what happened. Let's go down to verses four. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. My goodness. You will feed from the brook. I mean... You will drink from the brook, and you have been drinking. You have been secure all these years. You have been firm, it has been well. Your church has become a pillar of strength to you, but you can't go to it anymore. For now, it was told you will drink from the brook and you have enjoyed good life. You have paid bills. You bought food. You've taken your children to the best schools there is. The Raffens. He says, I have commanded the Raffens to feed you there. He says, you you not only have water to drink during time of drought. There will be food for you. And so that you can know that I am God... I will not send UPS. I will not send it by any shovelled surface. It will not be delivered to your door by a truck. The food that you need will be brought to you by raffens. <laughs> Maybe one of these good days I'll preach about the raffens. God in His humor. God is very interesting. Instead of using a fellow human being who is equally threatened or facing the same drought, he uses the most unlikely bird to deliver food. Ruffins in Kenya, where I come from, and even you in your country, where you come from, they are not that generous. If anything, they will not even share a bone with you. And it's dry. A dry bone, a will not share it with you. And to prove to you that you have no part in that bone, it will pick it up and take it to the roof of your house, on the top of the roof of your house, or on a tree where you can see it. And it will dare you to climb the tree. Because by the time you climb halfway, it will have flown to another tree. And that will be how you will spend your day climbing trees. But so that God can be God to his servant. He tells him, those birds that can't share a dry bone with you will bring you breakfast. Hallelujah. They'll bring you bref- breakfast. They will bring you lunch. They'll be bring you breakfast and they'll bring you supper. I will, they will deliver dinner to the river, to the river where you are. They will. There was no GPS then. GPS is one of the latest innovations of of time, of our time. There wasn't GPS yet. But God could program a bird and give it logistical calculations and program it and remote control it to come to Elijah, not to John, not to Rebecca. Becky could not get that bread. Zephaniah would not get that bread. Neighbors out there would not get that bread. A boy hiding or somebody bringing their animals to the brook would not get that bread. It had Elijah's address on it. And they will faithfully bring it in the morning. They will faithfully deliver it in the evening. Elijah... Add water to drink from the brook. He had hot breakfast provided for by Ruffins. That tells me it may not be your husband who is going to meet your need, who's going to be your provider today because he needs a provider too. It may not be your wife who is going to provide for you. It's not the son that you took to school and you educated to the highest level because he's challenged. It's not your daughter because she, or she too needs help, but there's a raven coming your way. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a raven coming your way, my brothers and sisters. There's a raven. There's a raven. There's a raven that is coming my way, Bishop Titus. By there's a raven with your name on it. There is a raven with your package. There's a package that is being released to you as I speak in the name of Jesus. The Lord God of Israel is releasing provision to you. He's sending a check to somebody. A check is in the mail for you. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Somebody's about to pull out, to pull into your driveway and tell you, I don't have time to come in, but I have this for you. Your package addressed to you is coming your way. UPS. Is on its way coming to deliver a package for you. Yeah. If if you don't want it to come to you now, let it come to me. I'm ready. I'm ready for this surprise, miraculous provision. Because this is what will make my God different from the other gods. He provides. There is. I feel very strongly impressed in my spirit to tell you that provision is coming your way. There is provision coming your way. There is financial provision coming to you. There is is food coming to you. There is opportunity coming to you. There is a new job coming to you. Oh, hallelujah. There is a turnaround coming to your situation. Let the ravens come. Yeah, let the ravens land. Even if they want to land on my head, let them land on my head. If they want to land on my shoulders, come on. So long as they have my package, let them land on my shoulders. If they want to hit my account, hallelujah, I'm willing to share the account number because the ravens are going to hit my account. Delivering breakfast, hot breakfast, lunch, and supper because there's a God in heaven. Have you received your package if you have not received it it's coming i have received a few packages but i have room for more a lot of room for more packages bishop are you not grateful are you not grateful for what god has the packages you have received already I am more than grateful, but the Bible says he will bless me until I have no place to keep the blessing. Isn't that the word of the Lord that says he will bless me, he will bless you until you have no place to keep the blessing? Let money cometh, money cometh. And when money comes to you, there'll be food. Money buys food. Money buys clothings. Money buys, builds homes. Money buys properties. Money buys everything. Money, Ecclesiastes says, answers all things. Do you have a package? Do you have a place to pack the UPS truck when it's delivering your package? Oh my goodness! Some of them UPS can't even bring it out. It's coming on a chopper. There's a chopper coming. There's a chopper coming to drop it because it's bigger than a truck. Others. There's a semi coming your way. Yeah, 26 26-wheeled truck is coming your way. That's your raven. That's your raven. Oh, there are some sheep in the high seas that are coming your way. There are plane lords that are there are planes that are being loaded. There are planes that are being loaded. This is not fiction. This is God. This is the truth. There are plane lords. A plane is about to be dispatched from a certain airport coming your way. Even if it is bringing food to the, is bringing supplies to the country, but it has your address on it, and your package is going to be pulled out of that plane, out of that ship when it docks, and it will bring you your package. And mine too. Yay, yay, yay. Mine too. But as he enjoyed breakfast, lunch, and supper, something disturbing was taking place. As he enjoyed the goodness of the Lord, as he enjoyed the masses of the Lord, something down there was going wrong. What was it? The volume of the river, of the water in the river Kerith was going down and down and down and down. As much as breakfast was available, As much as lunch was available, as much as supper was available, something else was going wrong. The river that God sent him to began to dry. The river that God gave him, the river that God sent him to, the river he depended on, the water started drying up right before his eyes. It's a scary thing. It's very scary to watch something you have depended on, the health you have depended on, crumble right before you. It is a scary thing to receive a report from a doctor's report, a doctor's report, and you are told that you have This. Some people die immediately, although it takes about two years to die literally, but they die immediately. They get the doctor's report. When you are told you have cancer or you are HIV positive, God forbid. Or when you're told you have diabetes or you're told you will never have a child or you're told That you can't father a child because your sperm count is very low. It scares people. It scares people. And I tell you the truth. As Elijah sat there enjoying his breakfast... there was a disturbing thing happening and going on. The level of the water was dying. A lot of people in December last year, they crossed the year in style. They had everything going. Their jobs were intact. Their marriages were trouble-free.